1: I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney Parks and Resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a special shout-out to one of my listeners, Tegan, who loves everything weddings and especially listening to the Disney Wedding Podcast with her mom on long car rides. Thanks for listening, Tegan! Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Danny Marantet about her ceremony at Oak Manor Lawn at Port Orleans Riverside Resort and her reception at Italy Isola in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So, welcome Danny. Hi, Carrie. How's it going? It is awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Well, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Now, how did you guys decide that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney? So
0: me, I have been a Disney addict since I was three. That was like the first time my family brought us there. And so it's, it was just a natural decision on to have it there because it's home. It's home.
1: So how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? I take it your family was not surprised. No, definitely not surprised. My friends were super excited to come. How did his family react?
0: I think they were more surprised just because they don't know Disney like we know. So it's like, oh, okay,
1: Got it. Okay. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip?
0: So we invited around 40 to 50 people and 12 came. Oh, wow. Because of COVID?
1: Yeah. So
0: traveling from Canada, it was really difficult because with children, they have to quarantine when they get home. So it was it was a factor plus their safety was our our number one concern. So we were okay with that. And we even included our vendors as part of our guests. So it was really nice.
1: Oh, neat. So like they could sit and eat the buffet like everybody else kind of thing.
0: Oh, yes. They enjoyed (laughs) themselves very nicely.
1: (laughs) Was this your first date? Or did you have to push your wedding back because of COVID?
0: So we did postpone once. It was originally supposed to be October of 2020, but then, of course, with COVID, we pushed it back to October of 21.
1: Oh, interesting. Did you change anything after you pushed it back?
0: It was a different day just because with the year change, the date lands on a different day. But it actually was funny because it ended up being the exact five-year date from when he asked me out. So it was five-year engagement, basically. Huh. That's cool. Now, did you set up a room block for your guests? We did, because originally when everybody was coming down, I know room blocks would be super easy for them to coordinate. They can get really close to our resort. So we chose Pop Century, Caribbean Beach and Beach Club just because they're all in the Skyliner. So everybody could just hop on the Skyliner and meet up somewhere if they wanted to hang out or whatnot.
1: That's cool. And now, since you mentioned that you had originally invited like 50 people and only 12 were able to make it, can you talk a little bit about how that worked with the room block? Because I know people get really nervous about what if not all my guests can come? Am I going to be on the hook for the rooms and that kind of thing?
0: I was worried about that like the last last few months just because our guest list kept on dwindling. And so us being DVC members, we had enough rooms to cover the room block guarantee so that we wouldn't have to pay. But some of our guests were able to actually book with the room block and my vendors as well. So they were able to help fill that up. Right in the nick of time, we were able to skip past that, that fee.
1: That's great. And also for couples who are facing this, especially if it's COVID-related, Disney can work with you. Worst case scenario, they will have you add things to your wedding that add up to the cost of the unfilled nights. But especially, like I say, right now with the way things are with COVID, they're pretty understanding when your guest list shrinks. So
0: Yeah, they're really great about that.
1: Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day originally? And then it was pushed because you wanted that exact date, right?
0: Yeah, so we wanted October 28th, 2020, just because, silly as it is, my favorite band usually plays at E to the Beat concert, which is Hanson. So I was like trying to get Hanson to play at my wedding. <laughs> so, um, fortunately, they did not come down this year, sadly. So Tuesdays have a lower event minimum. So that's why we chose one of the weekdays. Also, I'm not a weekend person. So, therefore, we're on vacation anyways. Everybody can enjoy their settling in first and then go into the wedding events and then have the rest of their vacation as well. So we chose Tuesday and then we chose five o'clock just because being a photographer and whatnot, being able to know when magic hour is and getting that golden light every time. So uh, years before I've been calculating what time of day is the best time to get married at in Florida, just because the golden hour and whatnot. So we wanted to have that perfect lighting for our photographers and give us that golden hour.
1: Interesting. Okay. Now I'm curious to know what it means when you say you're not a weekend person. <laughs> oh, well I know the parks are
0: super busy on the weekends. So, uh, yes. um, plus we were traveling on the the Friday,
1: Saturday. So we wanted to, settle in first that makes sense and now i also want to know does this mean that if you had had your wedding in 2020 hansen could have played it
0: yes hansen definitely could have been there they don't play weddings but they were going to be in the background
1: <laughs> i see oh right because at italia sola they'd be like playing right next right door, next to door. You. yep Yep. interesting borrowed concert hmm. yes <laughs> okay so then how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues I fell in love with Oak Manor Lawn because of those
0: big old trees. The, it's actually still light and airy at that time of year as well. So it's like there's still plenty of light. It's nice outside. And usually October is a great weather season as well. There's hardly any rain. That's when like the end of the hurricane season is. And every time we've gone there, we've always gone during that week. And it's always been beautiful weather. So
1: that's great. What venue did they give you as your backup for Oak Manor Lawn?
0: I believe it was a ballroom at Yacht Club. Got it. Okay. Was not happy about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness you didn't have to use it. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness.
0: And then even just for the reception backup, I had asked for GM lounge, but they had given me the Seas lounge. And I'm just like, I don't want to be stuck inside. It's dark. I like (laughs) windows. Pretend I'm outside. (laughs) How did you choose Italia Sola for your reception? Basically, I chose it based on the view of Spaceship Earth. Plus, I wanted to be outside. I don't want to be inside. Plus, with all the mask restrictions that they had at the time, we were definitely wanting outdoor venue. Plus, you can't beat the views for are Harmonious Now. It is like a beautiful background.
1: So you used an outside vendor, White Rabbit Photo Boutique, for your photos. And you talked about how you're a photographer, so it was really important. How did you find them for your photography?
0: I was actually in school at the time for photography, going for my bachelor's degree, and we have to do a visual diary, and you have to find photographers that you love and what you like about them, and you have to write all that. So... But the thing is, this was in like 2015, before I even thought about having a Disney wedding. And I had her and one of her photos as one of my inspirations. And then it just clicked. I'm like, let me see if it's even possible to bring them. And so
1: right then there, I
0: was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get them.
1: That's fantastic. Did you use any other outside vendors for your event? I used Courtney with the Sugar Peach
0: Productions for my videography. I found her through the Disbrides group, and so I saw one of her videos, and I fell in love, and I'm like, that's the exact vibe I'm going for. Fantastic.
1: How did you choose your officiant? That was
0: through Disbrides as well. It was just, like, all laid out there, and it was, like, a one-stop shop. Who did you pick? It was Kevin Knox. Did you have
1: any kind of entertainment at the reception?
0: we were originally going to do a string trio but since the background music in italy was super loud we're like okay that is one thing we'll have to cut and let go i'm super sad because when we went to the showcase there was rob and one of the other celloists that was there and they were just amazing they even like played a rock version of hansen for me (laughs) (laughs) interesting okay so you just had the background music you did you add a dj or anything So we had JW for our DJ and he was amazing. We actually had him come in at 10 p.m. when right when we went for our ride mix in so that he could set up during that time and come back and hopefully by that time it would be perfect time for
1: the background music to turn off and then we could just blast our music. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's a good detail because you do have to wait for the park to close before you can have amplified entertainment when you're outdoors. So it sounds like it worked out really well. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from the reception that you would recommend? Definitely. We were originally
0: able to do one of the last in-person planning sessions, so we were able to do a menu tasting. For our pre-reception, we were supposed to have the cheeseburger spring rolls, the bacon wrap scallops, and I believe the lobster claws. And sadly, we had to cut them, but they're so good. So if anybody (laughs) needs inspiration for that, I would definitely choose any of those three. (laughs) And for your cake. For cake, yes. Okay. So we chose three layers because I love cake. And literally, I had a shirt that says, I'm here for the cake for our planning session. So (laughs) therefore, cake was, was up there for what I needed to have. So we had the churro cinnamon cake with churro icing. And then our middle layer was almond cake with amaretto crunch. And then for our top layer, we had the French toast with maple white mousse. And it was so good. We saved the top layer for my birthday cake because my birthday was the next week. That's a great idea.
1: Yes, definitely cake for the birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys add a dessert party or a welcome party to your event? No,
0: unfortunately, it was not in our budget to do it. Maybe when we come back with everybody, hopefully we'll be able to have a dessert party or something.
1: Well, and it was cool because your reception was in the park. You got to see the fireworks. You even got to do a ride mix-in. What ride did you pick? We
0: got to pick Soren, So we got to go on the bus, take the bus over to Soren, and then everybody was super surprised and super excited. They're like, oh, no, we get to go on Soren! They were so happy. (laughs) That's awesome. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so me being planner and knowing weddings, I did not – want to get up early. Therefore, that was another reason why we chose a five o'clock ceremony so that I could sleep in basically. So hair and makeup arrived at 12. It was just me, my mom and my mother-in-law and my niece that were getting ready. So I didn't have to start getting ready till 1230. And then we were finished and ready for a pickup for 4 p.m. to head over to Oak Manor Lawn. We had a little slight delay because the carriage was in the wrong place. We got dropped off in the wrong place, but it all worked out in the end. We found the carriage eventually. (laughs) And so um, our ceremony was super quick. It was only 15 minutes long. And then we, my main focus was pictures with the carriage. So we had about an hour with the carriage for pictures. Yes. So around six. 6.15 6.15 is when we were able to head back to Beach Club. We hung out there for a little bit until it was time to head over to Epcot for the reception. And that's that was around 8 o'clock was when we started the reception. Food was ready right away. And then we ate until it was fireworks time. And then that was for 945 45. And so we watched the fireworks, and then we headed off to our ride mix-in. And then we got back, and right around 1045-ish around there is when we had the DJ start. And then we took some more pictures in Italy, because you can definitely go in to the pavilion that you're at and take extra photos. So it was really nice to have the whole pavilion to ourselves and nobody else around. (laughs) That's wonderful. So we were dancing until I believe we had... DJ until two AM and we had bar an open bar until one one AM.
1: Got it. Okay. With the smaller gap between the ceremony and the reception, what did your guests do in that time? They were just
0: hanging around. We were all just chatting, basically. We were just having a fun time. I wanted to do more pictures, but at that time it was already dark. So we were just hanging around. Some of the people went and hung out at Epcot beforehand because they had their annual passes. So they were able to just go in and ride a few rides before it was time.
1: Oh, that's great. And then the other question I see a lot is people who are interested in having an after hours reception at the park, but they're worried that it's going to be too late for their guests. How did that work out for you guys?
0: My original thought was because my nieces and nephews are night owls; they love to be up late. So I was like, "Excellent! I like to be up late, so everybody is okay to be up late." So basically, I wanted to be able to send the people who are not late nighters home around 10, 11, so that they can go go get rest and whatnot, and everybody else who wants to stay can come and party. Basically.
1: Uh, Interesting. So, how many of your guests left and how many stayed? It was mostly
0: about maybe four people left. And then the rest all stayed.
1: That's great. So, when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget?
0: Photography and videography were always number one, just because that's how you remember the day. So, I wanted to make sure that I invested enough time and money into them. And then, of course, the carriage was another priority, and then food and beverage. So, those were the three that were definitely had to be there. And then everything else trickled down from there. Okay. And then what
1: aspects were less important? where you saved your money or just your effort? Definitely in
0: decor and floral. I didn't spend too much. I mean, I could have, my, my mind ran wild with them, but I had to tone it down a little bit. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh, definitely getting to ride in that carriage. We soaked it in. We're like, take our time. Let's remember this moment and just
1: relax and enjoy the moment. <laughs> that's wonderful did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected yeah actually our
0: archway did not make it to the ceremony um I didn't notice it at first until it was like right after when I can actually look around and and look at all the details I was like wait a minute the arch is missing so uh, apparently it got dropped off to the Epcot reception venue instead of the ceremony Uh. so that was missing (laughs) But it turned out really well, actually, because they had it set up right at the cake table. And so it was like a nice frame. And you can see like Spaceship Earth in the background was
1: actually really beautiful. Oh, that's great. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were stressed out about and then it turned out not to be?
0: Being a part of weddings for the last couple of years, I've come to find all the, the mishaps that's happened. And so therefore I was able to prepare myself. So research... Research, research, research has helped everything. There was basically nothing that was too big that was hard to deal with at all. Okay, great.
1: And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now?
0: Possibly maybe pushed more on my park photography. (laughs) Oh, interesting basically I was just I had chosen two photographers, which was Jacob and Stephanie, but I did not get either of them. So I was pretty bummed about that. So I'm interested in waiting to see what the photos will turn out like.
1: Got it. Yeah, that is so tricky, because it seems like it doesn't matter how many people you request, they cannot guarantee any of them. So it's always sort of nerve wracking.
0: And it's a huge deal, especially being a photographer, you you know, people's work, and you know, the outcome that they produce. And it's like, it's the possibility of not having that quality there for your big pictures and you're, you're paying a lot in investment in this and it's not guaranteed.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well then do you have any tips or advice for future Disney couples? Maybe some of the things that you've learned over the years of working weddings? Well, definitely getting your guidebook is number one because
0: <laughs> that was amazing. Having that as reference to go through everything I hardly had any contact with my my planner. Basically, I told them everything that I wanted and it was like, boom, 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 boom. And research, research definitely is a big one. You have to research because having researched everything and knowing how weddings work and whatnot, it was so much less stressful. I've seen brides cry on their day just because mm. nothing was turning out how they planned But you always got to have a backup plan and you got to go with the flow. You can't be strong, tight and upset if something doesn't go your way. Things happen. You just got to go with the flow.
1: That's great advice. Well, Danny, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Well, thanks so much for having me. It was a fun time. (laughs) That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairytaleWeddingsGuide.com.